before we get to this week's Salt Circle podcast, we have a, a little announcement to make. We are starting the Salt Circle Book Club. Yeah. Just uh, going to do a monthly book episode, reading, what have you. Yeah. Uh, so at the, uh, at the beginning of the month, we'll announce what book we're doing. So if you are interested, you can read along, and then the last episode of the month, we will, we will do an episode on that book. Is the plan? Yeah, things could change, but for now, that's that's the plan. <laughs> and we we had a list of books we were gonna do for for, but uh, and then we rolled a nat one. <laughs> so we're we starting so many, with so many great books, so many great selections, and nice things to choose from. And uh, we got the worst one out of all of them. So we're starting with The Dangerous Days of Daniel X by James Patterson. Yeah. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Spoiler warning. It's, it's very bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone needs access to these books, uh, we can certainly lend you the book. You know? If you don't want to go to your local library. And support them. Uh-huh. Support your local library. Do it. Also, if you if you have any form of Kindle or other device you enjoy reading on, Overdrive works with most libraries, especially if you're not in a backwoods town of less than 3,000 people. Not that I'd know. <laughs> Digital book renting, real nice. We're not being paid by them, yeah. sadly. Yeah, don't buy Dan- Dangerous Days of Daniel X. No. It's a bad book. No, no. Uh, but yeah, we're doing. We'll be doing an episode that at the on that at the end of the month. So, just a heads up. Yeah. And we'll do better books in the future. Hopefully. <laughs> Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me, as always, is Ben. Yo. Say hi, Ben. Hi. Oh, I said say hi. There you Fine. go. Uh, Dance, monkey. Dance. <laughs> well, in a in a salt circle first, we're, we're doing an episode. I think it's a first. We're doing an episode two days early, at least recording it two days early, purely I mean, because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, we did a bunch like months early. Yeah, but that wasn't early. But... That wasn't because I like. <laughs> damn, I'm pumped for a Christmas episode. We got to do it now. But Ben, <laughs> it's November, <laughs> so you know that's a thing. Also, I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched Godzilla: Final Wars again. Nice. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't. Uh, you weren't pulling my leg. King Ghidorah is really the final fight. Yep. It's I didn't not, lie to you. It's not Saw Guy. So, you know, imagine my surprise. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot. You just, like, blocked that <laughs> Dude, out of your it's mind. It's like, it wasn't blocked out of my mind. Just, like, I for some reason, I, I vividly recall dude dropping down with his saw blade hand. Like, I, I can picture that scene perfectly. And, like, that was in my mind for, like, the, the final bit. I don't know. This is how Mandela Effect shit happens. 
and Barons, people are just sure that it's just something else that's not what happened happened. Like Berenstain Bears, that sort of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the alternate universe theory is so much simpler and also like <laughs> so lines up simpler. lines up with my worldview, so... It allows me to keep being correct, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, can't, be, I can't have been wrong. Fucking fake news, Godzilla final fights. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, uh, uh, we're doing comics this this week, though. Yes, and not Star I, Wars comics, and not Star Wars comics. So I prepared a nice sampler spread for Ben to enjoy. Of uh, just different comics, and I've all the, the comics I picked are from the years 2007 to 2016. I tried to like just get a breadth of stuff over a period of time and not necessarily play too heavily into my own biases. <laughs> Though again, these are all comics I like a lot, so obviously mm-hmm. it's super. It's a super biased selection. That's why there's more Marvel than there's anything else. I just couldn't help myself. I mean, that's but, fine. Uh, uh, I tried to get some independent stuff in there, other stuff. I tried to get some stuff from writers we'd read in Star Wars comic stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize so some, some of those. names, but if yeah. you want, if when we when we get to stuff, if you want to like, when we get to it, I'll, that, I'll, yeah, I will I will highlight that stuff. And uh, I just tried to get some. Some stuff that was like first issues of stuff. I think of of it's, at least stories. If not yeah. all cases, or yeah, at least it, it or was mostly like, like one s- of them is there's a there's a bet there's a detective comics in here that's just a single issue standalone story that's kind of in the middle of a run. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's mostly I think it's all number ones or starts of stories. Yeah. No, it was it was all like. I never felt like I was coming in like in the middle of shit. There, yeah. were, there were certainly some points where I'm like, I got questions. <laughs> nah, that's totally of course. That <laughs> yeah. I mean that's comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there like a specific order you wanted to do these in? Otherwise, like my notes are just alphabetical. Like I just went. No, whatever there, whatever right. order you wanna you wanna start tackling these in. We can just do is. alphabetical, I guess. Okay. That way, like, I because I don't even know there's a lot, like in terms of content, like there's just a mm-hmm. vast. It's a it it is in fact a a fine spread. Yes. So we can start with uh, Action Comics number eight fifty five, which is the start of the Escape from Bizarro World story. Yeah, There's Superman. Okay. Comic. Yeah. Every time, so, like, looking at my notes, obviously, I remember which, but I always, for some reason, I always wanted to say this one was the uh, the Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine one, but it is not. Mm, no. Yeah, so this Action one... Action Comics, Superman. This was wild. Like, yes. like, this was a great one to just read first. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're, go- <laughs> we're going all in, I see. None of this, like, I don't know, regular Superman shit. So that was yeah, that was wild. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, it's it's so cool how a lot of the and for all of these, but especially this one, like, there's so many things that have happened, and this is like, yeah. it's it seems like a lot, but it's just still a tiny little fraction. 
Yeah, um, you're greeting like whatever, like sub twenty pages in a lot yeah. of cases. <laughs> I did. I felt a little lost in this one. I think this was mm. actually one of the ones where I felt like I have questions and a lot of questions. I guess um, I couldn't even tell. Like, was was Bizarro Superman being the bad guy, or was he being the good guy? But on Bizarro World, bad is there good. Is he's that just a... being bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> he's no, being, I, he's just uh, being himself. That's he's, uh, he's yeah. operating along his own set of principles. Also, did Superman <laughs> die at the end? No. Okay. He's not dead. He's just. I kind. I kind of figured, he's, but like he's invulnerable. I don't have. I don't have more to work with, so I'm like, I don't know. I just saw the dude getting choked by other yeah. Superman, and now he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. I think in this story, this is only a three issue story, but um, I think the explanation, more of the explanation for like the cube world that Bizarro has made, comes in issue two. Of the story, I think like. You're supposed to be confused in this one. Like, gotcha. you're supposed to be, it's just, All right. he shows up and does this. Yeah, that was the other thing, like, that he said he created that world, and I'm like, what kind of create? Like, you guided it, or, like, full-on, like, made the Like, I made this shit. He made it. He okay. created it, yep. That's and also, wild. a fun fact, this comic was co-written by the uh, director of the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, Richard Donner. Okay. He helped uh, work on this. And so it's, I like the, this story particularly because it feels more like iconic Superman and it's not really tied except for one moment later in the story. It's not really tied into any particular continuity at the time. Mm-hmm. And the art really helps to me with that like the the design of superman the way he looks looks so classic yeah and i really like like the overall art style as well was really nice yeah yeah this is definitely one where i think like the art is a is a big standout on this also it's just wild (laughs) also it was kind of gross um (laughs) i was eating cereal uh and there was that chest burst scene yeah, I'm like, it's a good thing this wasn't a live action film, or we'd be having <laughs> some problems right now. This whole bowl of when cereal su- it was wasted. Superman gets zapped, but the Bizarro's blue supervision and Bizarro's start pouring out of him. Yeah, that was Ugh. also a thing. Some uh, yeah. some light body horror. Uh huh. It was it's just good. like this. Yeah, it w- it was a very like. Obviously, you know, I saw right away that it's Superman. Totally yeah. unexpected introduction to Super like and I think I think Superman it might be my least favorite superhero. And again, this is coming from someone with like next to zero knowledge mm-hmm. <laughs> or like experience with any of this. I guess in my mind it's always been like his name is literally Superman. And it seems, it feels like, I guess, generic a bit. Or I guess Mm -hmm. I just don't have a huge interest in the stuff that he's normally about. But Superman fighting bizarro zombie-esque Superman. That's something I can get behind. On his weird 
on a cube, planet. yeah, on a cube <laughs> planet and a blue sun. That was also a cool thing, like the whole. And I like this is one of those things that I knew and then forgot in this comic. Like refreshed, I'm like, oh right, like it's the red sun that like depowers Superman, makes him normal, and it's the yellow sun yeah. that makes him super. And then they're like, yo, by the way, this is a blue sun. <laughs> Watch out. It gave Bizarro extra powers. Mm-hmm. Also, what's... The power um, of life. <laughs> that was the... That was the other thing. So, I knew the whole, like... That, that like, farm flashback bit and stuff. With, yeah. Like, his dad. Mm-hmm. His adoptive dad. And I kind of knew that, like, just from an, uh, a sort of side knowledge of Smallville mm-hmm. existing. <laughs> basically. Yeah. What is the deal with, like, his real dad... Who was, like, going all Mufasa on him or whatever? It was just a head or a face? Yeah, so that's, like, the version of... Because Richard Donner co-wrote that. That's, like, the version of Jor-El from the movie. Okay. Which, in which he's, like, put his brain into these crystals that form the Fortress of Solitude where Superman goes to hang out at the North Pole by himself. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other extinct animals he preserves or whatever. So it's, that's why that, like, that thing with Superman talking to him, that's just directly from that movie more than anything else. That's okay. Like, right, so they like kind of, tie. yeah, so that's, they're just, they're just doing that in the, in, in this run of comics because like they got the director. So they're like, we'll bring that in too. So that's Marlon Brando basically. Okay. <laughs> that's who that is. Uh, hilariously overpaid for like a one scene of work in that movie that they then reuse the footage in the sequel. Great. <laughs> it's just a thing, but yeah, it's just, he, he's like, he was a scientist who figured out that his planet was doomed and going to die, but nobody listened to him. So he sent his son off in a, in a sh- little escape pod so that he could, All live right. and uh, he sent him somewhere where he would be, you know, invulnerable because so yeah you could you know be safe I, and, whatever. and i had that like loose idea of that being a thing or at least yeah. one of the versions and part of that is because it's like such a trope in other films as well yes like i mega mind is probably mm-hmm. the one that sticks <laughs> out like they'd send them off or whatever and i'm like this is like the superman thing isn't it yeah uh-huh it's it's very classic. So that's yeah. why like they can do that specific like that thing's like probably one of the most bizarre things that's early in the comic but they feel like they can get away with that cuz it's just directly from the movie. Mm-hmm. That's a, All right. a pretty big. Yeah, that was my only that weird, like that I'm... weird crystal he touches. <laughs> yeah, so if you gotcha. haven't seen that movie, that's that's what it, that is a direct reference to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a it was a good it was a good start. Like I was, I was debating if I should, you know, jump to the stuff I know or stuff that sounded the most interesting. But I just did alphabetical, and this was a good like. I was a I, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but now yeah, having like after doing this, I'm like, we're gonna get into weird stuff here. Like we're not just gonna do the <laughs> generic like, oh, they're saving the world from something. We're getting into like the weird shit. Which yeah. is great because yeah. and one of the, that's the yeah. more interesting stuff. Uh, well, one of the reasons I really like to recommend this comic is um, 
because it's bizarre, but the Superman in it is so, like, kind of stock and classic. It's just the thing he's put up against is fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good mix. I think... Which I think is like kind of the perfect place for the character. Like I want my Superman to be—he's just an, he's an icon more than he's even a character. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't do interesting things with him. It just means it's what you're what you're putting him up against, what he has to to fight through. Like, yeah. My one of my favorite Superman moments is from the Max Fleischer cartoons where he's punching a laser beam like that's who superman is to me he's a person who just fucking <laughs> punch light or whatever like yeah so there's a physicality to what he does that i just think is interesting to see drawn and he's, he's a pretty he just has an iconography that other characters aren't going to have so i think that's his greatest greatest strength mm-hmm. and then i really like the art i just like the art in that comic a lot <laughs> oh yeah no the the style was really it was it was pretty clean yeah so next next up we got a a surprise to be sure adventure time volume yes. one issue one volume one uh, issue one. yes Both? volume one issue one the first right. issue of the adventure time comic book uh it was kind of wild like having finished that series and just uh-huh. like it's one of those I'm trying I guess like I mean it'd be like going back to any series where a lot of shit happens and you go back to episode one and you're like you guys don't even know <laughs> <laughs> so it's like did this come out um, concurrent to like the the first airing of the not first airing but you know when the show was kind of on its original run so to speak or was so it, it a much in, later thing i'm trying to remember when adventure time started uh, then i can tell you because uh, i just i mean it it really captured yeah. the essence of like season one adventure like, time so adventure time had been going for like two years okay before so this started was, yeah so it was still like early that early mode which this like totally it was just a random silly cute comic and it was kind it was nice um the the idea of like (laughs) bmo so the 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 plot of the of the comic is there's like a little sub thing with the lich coming to back to life or whatever but, yeah, so that's like the, the for like the first arc. That's like the build up to for that story is also like <clears throat> happening. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I, I it might just take off an issue two. I don't yeah. even remember qu- quite. But then aside from that, Bimo wants to learn to fight. So yes. like Finn and Jake are trying to show him like how to throw punches and stuff. But it's Bimo, so it can't really do much. But then Bimo does a battle burn <laughs> which is great like the fact that they censored it because it was too powerful and then having like <laughs> Finn and Jake actually getting like blown blown back like just like totally destroyed it was so yes. good i wish they would have used that in the show <laughs> no like this that is adventure time comic i haven't read beyond i only read 
the run by this writer, Ryan North, who also wrote uh, the Squirrel Girl comic we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. And is and got known for writing dinosaur comics, the web comic. <laughs> uh, he uh, he really captures the feel of the show. Like it just feels like more Adventure Time. Yeah, no, but for really sure. good Adventure Time. <laughs> I also liked the uh, how they handled the intro. It was cool. Yes, like the well, we got all this footage. <laughs> we can <laughs> just with it. Like Jake's recording yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> very good like i like that they dive right into just doing another lich story like it's just it it feels big immediately even though like the main story of this is so silly yeah it's like um it's something that the i think the show kind of did i mean as as it went on it it got to do it let bigger things kind of stew in the background but early on it just it feels like it didn't as much totally. it was just like you know fun cutesy adventures blah blah, blah then no lich. this feels like this feels like fully formed adventure time whereas like early season 1 adventure time is not that yeah <laughs> that that's still them kind much of looser figuring it out yeah, yeah it's yeah. much more just like doing stuff they want to do at the moment without without really thinking about it yeah uh the other thing i'll say about one of the, the most notable issues from this run is he does a he did an issue that was a choose your own adventure issue. That's amazing. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, that's just that Adventure Time comic. I highly recommend. Like, if you like Adventure Time, it's just fucking Adventure Time. It's good. <laughs> yeah, the good bits of it. It's good Adventure Time. It's good Adventure Time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next uh, up, Afterlife with Archie, which, you know, I just one. did up. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so I, I should have known this, especially because of, like, the new Netflix stuff with uh, Sabrina and Riverdale. Uh-huh. But, like, it never connected for me that they're, they could or are set in the same universe. They, or yes, they're set. totally set in the same... They were always set in the same universe. That yep, is like just the original thing about them. Yeah. Just didn't know that at all, but I'm like... Just a makes... weird thing about the, the world. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that makes sense. Like, as far as the... I mean, when you consider the witchcraft nonsense, maybe not, but, like, the characters uh-huh. and just everything else of, like... Thinking back to a like I've never read any Sabrina, but like mm-hmm. I can think of the comics enough. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> like it looks, it has the same feel and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was cool. I like that they kept. It was like a bit. I mean, obviously, it was dark, literally and metaphorically. Um, yes, the art was pretty sick. Yeah, that just that orange black tone to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Sabrina's punishment, like, nope, you don't get a mouth for a year. And also you have to like, what? She's like condemned to hell for a year or something. Yeah. Later or off wherever. in the story, like try to marry her, marry her off to Cthulhu. That's a thing that happens. Nice. That has a lot of, <laughs> that guy has a lot of tentacles and the right, uh, in the right format. That could get spicy. Yeah. I my I think my big like my my issue with this one at first I was like you know I don't know if like 
if I just don't like Archie that much, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of dulling it, then I'm like, no, 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 no. There's zombies here. <laughs> and I just, mm. like, you know, zombies are not my bag necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, like, the the art and just the tone of everything really carried it. I loved seeing just that, like, you know, the usual Archie bullshit. And yes. it was like, do you want me to be a sexy witch or a sexy <laughs> gypsy for the Halloween dance? And then, like, that fucking final frame of Jughead coming in, like, wow, and his costume is, golly, it's great. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that was about yeah, I just like out. how, he, I mean, it's just the... The stereotypical Archie characters just slides so right easily into stereotypical horror horror victims. Yeah, dude, it's 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 just a surprisingly good fit. (laughs) They just slide right in there. But a lot of like this is, I think this comic's like really carried by like the art because the art, oh, the tone of it is uh, is pretty pretty great. Yeah, no, the art was. Absolutely, like that perfect. I don't know, just yeah, the 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 shading, the colors. It was all dark, but even yeah. like that 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 great balance of even when it's like Archie and Veronica and Betty like going back and forth, you had this overtone of like nothing is okay right now, and you all don't yeah. know it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and I just I the idea is so it's such a good like yeah. idea for making things wrong. It's just. Yeah, Sabrina just tried to save Jughead's dog. That is a very simple thing. Mm-hmm. It all it all goes wrong. Yeah. It so this all is, goes wrong. This is definitely one where, like, I can say very confidently that it's objectively good, but just, like, zombies is... Like, if they got into yeah. other shit later on, that'd be dope. But mm-hmm. for this one, just... Yeah. I don't know what fair. I'd want in place of it. I don't know. I... <laughs> Probably just the ever since you've mentioned uh, Archie fighting Predator, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Archie versus Predator. The the funny thing that one just uses like free standard Archie art, except also Predator is here. Yeah, in terms of style, which is, which is also amazing in its own way. It's just it's amazing. It's it's very it's much. I'd say it's more fun. Yeah, it's a lot of like Archie versus Predator. Is is a, that's it's very good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the time. the dark tone with Archie was was cool. Yes, but this one this came first. Also, this was a okay. so this was like oh they're they're letting them do they're letting writers do just interesting things with Archie. Neat, mm-hmm. <laughs> like letting someone do, just do stuff. Though I, at this point, I think like with the Netflix show, I even think dark Archie is a little overplayed. Even, but um, yeah. They're also doing weird stuff with like regular Archie comics around this time where they had um two concurrent series running, one where Archie had married Betty and one where Archie had married Veronica, and then they ended both of them with a single comic that was the death of Archie. <laughs> Ooh. It's just like a well, really just an interesting project that is a thing that happened. Yeah. And they just that 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 story, like when he dies, he's like, "I've always loved you," and they're like both standing there. Oh my god! 
Oh my god, that's pretty good though. That's a that's a pretty good thing to fucking just, pull after that. Uh, yeah, that's dope. So next we have Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine number one. I fucking loved the concept of this. Mm-hmm. Like this was another. You know, it's it's like a weird story, and I was I was so on board for it. Yeah, um, I definitely my big like kind of I guess question or like desire to know more, like the how and the why. I didn't really like the the most confusing part for me was when Wolverine like fights that plant looking thing, and it's like. I forget what it said. Like, we didn't do this on purpose, or we didn't want to kill you, or something, or whatever. It's not our... I forget what they said. But then, like, that's right before they poof back to the future. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the plot of this one is... It starts out, and you got, you know... Older Peter Parker, it looked like. At uh, least... He just, nah, he's just got a beard. At least rougher <laughs> Peter Parker. Um, Like, you know, survivalist Peter Parker. Yes. Um, still in the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, clearly, the remains of it. Yeah, clearly, like out in the out in the wilderness, and then yep. very quickly you learn, like back in the way in the past, like dinosaur caveman times, mm-hmm. and like Wolverine is there as well, and uh, Peter Parker has figured out that the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs is about to come down. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Wolverine is, like, pulling a, uh, Lost World and choosing sides between two groups of cavemen, and uh-huh. then, and, uh, presumably in his free time just spending all of his time in that cave with all of the cave women. That was a great shot. <laughs> and this all ties together nicely when the comet's about to hit, or the, the asteroid's about to hit. And they poof back to the future, and holy fuck, it's a robot dinosaur. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was like, unbel- like that ending, my fucking face, when I like <laughs> scrolled through. I was like, I'm getting, I'm like, okay, we got like one or two pages left. Boom. Right there. That's all it is, and it ends. That was perfect. Yes. It's very... They're basically uh, like unstuck in time, or whatever. So the the story jumps around a bunch more between okay. different time periods, and there is there is a ex like again it's an explanation in issue two kind of thing more. I think. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they gotta hook you, right? Exactly. It, wor- it fucking worked. <laughs> these are all about these are all about hooking you. Actually, I think the the biggest hook, and this is um, this is definitely like one of my weak spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the carvings that Peter did of that chick and like she kept mm-hmm. appearing in his dreams and it was like the only thing he couldn't bring himself to destroy that is a thousand percent my jam I was all yeah. in I want to know uh-huh. who Mystery Girl is I want to know what ramifications we have from him not destroying those carvings like, I want to know everything I was down yeah when I was thinking about this one I'm like oh right it has Spider-Man carving a lady's face into a tree this definitely has to be <laughs> auto include. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right there. That's all all in. 
Yeah, I just love this series because it's wild. Uh, this one is written... The writer of this one is Jason Aaron, and he was the first writer on the main Star Wars book. Okay. Of the ones we read. He was doing the, the mainline one. But, uh, gotcha. He's done He's done lots of other stuff. And I think he also did the, uh, the Wolverine and the X-Men comic we also read for this week. Okay. He's written, he's written a lot of Wolverine. A lot of Wolverine. <laughs> so, yeah, this one... I don't know. I, I guess the the art, I, I guess, didn't stand out. I mean, aside from the fact that it's a fucking robot Tyrannosaurus. Like, the art uh-huh. style, it, didn't, it wasn't like it was crazy, like the Archie stuff was. But mm-hmm. just that, so far, was by far my favorite, like, concept. Like, it was great. That's the sort of shit, like, I've already, I, I know I did my little kind of bitchy rant about like alternate universe stuff but as someone who mm-hmm. doesn't really care too much about the main universe stuff this is yeah. what i want to be reading <laughs> yeah and this is pretty pretty standalone and there was just a six issue miniseries yeah so that was that's just one i'm a i'm a big fan of yeah and i, I just mean, like i like the di- the like the way Spider-Man and Wolverine get along and don't get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like oh, for sure that they're they're friends, but also people. they kind of just can't deal with be each other. Each other. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. even a little. No, this is one that uh, and like, and there's definitely much even wilder stuff that happens later in the story. Mm-hmm. And like this is this is one that like I'm probably interested in finishing at some point or like going through. Mm. Especially if it's only, like, any of the, like, if it's not, you know, a, oh, well, this is, you know, part one of, like, a ten-year thing. <laughs> like, yeah, no, none, of, none of these have been. Yeah. Like, there, are, there aren't, there i think there are only, like, so the longest one of these has been, like, the, this that first run of Adventure Time is, like, I want to say... I can't remember if it's like 18 or 28 issues or something. It's not it's not it wasn't a particularly long run. That Superman story is 3 issues. That's that before like the art changes and stuff. Afterlife with Archie is like 13 plus there's a Sabrina mini series or something. And this is a 6 issue series. So none of these have been very none of the I don't think any of these are really long long standing things. Well, some of the some of the other ones are I think the longest thing here is like Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is still going. Okay. That. And Wolverine and the X-Men is a long run. That's like 50 issues or something. That makes sense. Uh, and this next one, actually, there's a lot of. There's a yeah. bunch of. Is, yeah. uh, this is the longest thing I gave you just because there was no good, better way to break it up, which was the, the first little standalone graphic novel thing of the Avatar, the last Airbender comics that take place after the end of the series. The like immediately after one. the end of the series. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, like like they left like the thing they left dangling in the show and never resolved, like this is literally that story. <laughs> so this is by far the one that I was simultaneously most excited about and also the most apprehensive about. Mm-hmm. Um So like with Star Wars, I need it all. I need all the uh, extra canon shit. I need all the comics. I need the books, uh, the shows. I want to see as much of this universe as possible. 
Avatar is one where, like, as we've discussed previously with Korra and everything, mm-hmm. like, I've been content to just really let that, really let that lie. Mm-hmm. Um, in comics, like, I've always been interested in checking them out, but I never knew. I didn't, I, you know, did I want to open that Pandora's box? Now uh-huh. I have. I still don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was, it was like, it's so much like the show. Like, yes. it's pretty much a it, the perfect, it's like Adventure Time. It was a great comic adaptation. At the mm-hmm. same time, I'm still like, what if we just left the show, though? <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, some of the stuff I really liked, what it was doing, some of it um, I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, I think the, the issue, like, obviously you're left in the show with all these issues, right? Like, mm. you just ended a giant war, and that never cleans up easy. Especially after yeah. a fucking century. And mm. tackling that issue is, like, obviously that's something that needs to be done. And I think they had, like, you know, the the they have their, what is it, Harmony Restoration Project or whatever the hell Sokka comes up with. Yeah. So, essentially their plan is, okay, we have all these Fire Nation colonies in in the Earth Kingdom, and we're going to get rid of those because the Fire Nation people need to go back home. And Zuko quickly realizes that, like, yes, they were invaders, but also they've now been there for, like, a century in some mm-hmm. cases. So you got to deal with that. I really didn't like the, the thing that it did, though, where it makes out, like, oh, he might suddenly be a bad guy again, or he might be doing this thing wrong or whatever. I, I just... Yeah. It feels it's, too I mean, quick. It, it feels like too not, quick of a turn. Yeah, it's also not really doing that. It's just, you know, tension. Uh-huh. Or him, like, going like, to his dad and asking for advice. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I get it. No, also, it, it is it is a thing of like this story ended, but now here's more of it. Like yeah. the story was over, their character arcs were complete, but you know, if you're gonna do more of it, you have to some things have to roll back or whatever. You have to to do it. For me, like the benefit of these comics, particularly because this came out around the same time as Korra, so mm-hmm. it was like. Oh, here's the character interaction I was just missing completely. Yeah, that's really what I wanted more of. Absolutely. Well, I like this is this for me. This game. isn't really isn't about like the story. It's about which is again like kind of a setup for Korra in that the thing they're they're working towards here is like yeah. establishing that city that yeah. Korra is about, and you can see that clearly yeah. going in because Korra is, was happening. But just the character interaction in this is so spot on to the show. And it was just, it was good to have some of that when I, at that time when I was just like missing it from Cora so strongly for sure. I think, so uh, it's definitely where I came from with these underrated peak of this, uh, of this volume, that fire nation earth kingdom crossover outfit that that chick wears top 10, <laughs> top, top 10, <laughs> Moments in Airbender. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like a cool little 
thing that yeah, yeah super obviously like leading into whatever the hell the city is called um and yeah it's just so spot on with how they'd be like how the show is essentially but yeah no I, when i read like read it i was most impressed with how much the writer captured the the characters mm-hmm. so i'd say like if people aren't me they should they should do this up like you love avatar last airbender and you wanted more of that probably read these i still think that ultimately i'm content to just let the show be the end all of the of that franchise that's fair but like it's a good show it had it it ended it had a satisfier ending except for that one detail about zuko's mom in that one scene but other than that and I, i i don't know it's definitely it's just weird in the show it's just weird the way they they leave it oh it's it's a hundred percent me like having had to justify it all these years uh-huh. but like at this point i'm okay with it like i'm all right letting my imagination wander after the show um that's fine for me <laughs> Also because, like, we got Korra immediately afterwards. That's where I, I didn't want my imagination going there. Now you forced me here, and I don't like it. <laughs> but, no, comic was comic was great overall. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's, like, the way they did those is basically they would do three of those for, would complete a single story. And then they did it, and they did a handful of those. I think. All right. Yeah, I, I, I haven't read all of them. Chunk. I I even dropped off of these, but I, I've read there were like three of them at least. I think that I read. Yeah. And next we've got Captain America number one from 2013. I. Uh, okay. It took a second. I was like, "What the hell even happened in this one?" Like, uh huh. <laughs> I got it. I I remember. It it came back. Um, I think what stood out to me in this, above all else, was the narration. Mm. Like, it's just super, like, just how in his head you are throughout the entire thing was really Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, It was another, like, like, weird one also, kind of. It's not as weird. weird. Because it's, like... It's kind of like setting him up to like, as like, oh, maybe, maybe he's like satisfied with his life and like ready to, to relax and get married. And then, nope, he's stuck in an alternate world and taking care of a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, the other weird thing about this that you don't capture in this issue is like the next issue, like, there are. It just will skip skips like years. Like he's stuck here. Like yeah. this is like a I forget how many issues this story is. It but it's not that long. It's like eight or something. But it's like two decades pass over the course of it where he's Jeez. trapped in this world. God it's just damn. it's it's just it's pretty pretty ambitious on those fronts of him dealing with shit. And I just like the this is just a i just like like the weird thing of him being like out of captain america is a fish out of water character and this is him stuck in just a hellscape <laughs> yeah it's a nightmare world no it was 
It was pretty interesting. Like the as yeah. far and I you know I said I said Superman is my least favorite. It might be Captain America. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. like with him like maybe even less knowledge like it's literally the Marvel cinematic universe stuff and that's mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It was it was good. Seeing the I think the thing that surprised me was the uh when he's in when he like is it just a straight up like alien world like alien universe? No, it's all like oh. genetic mutation stuff. It's like just another and it's another dimension is what it turns out to be. Okay. But like when he's in that it's like chair and he's like getting the you know they're pumping shit into him. They're pumping yeah. stuff into him, right? Not taking stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was surprised when he broke out of that. <laughs> like I, I guess the I've only seen like the first Captain America and then like the Avengers. So mm-hmm. he never seems like he's like he has the super human reflex strengths or like he's stronger, but it doesn't make him seem like absurd. It's not like he's the Hulk, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Surprise me. Yeah, he was he was very shredded sitting in that chair. He's very jacked. Yes. Captain America. <laughs> strong. Very strong. Yeah. Well, in comics, they go, as it turns out, they could go and farther also, than just uh in yeah, in comics, often it, the Marvel the Marvel ideal of a hero is uh, when the chips are down, being able to summon more strength. That is a uh, Spider-Man lifting a heavy thing is like the platonic ideal of a Marvel superhero. <laughs> yeah, so so it's pretty pretty standard. But yeah. I just like he doesn't actually escape. <laughs> like he escapes, mm-hmm. but he doesn't escape. He's, yeah, that he's fucking stuck there was pretty good. Yeah, and now he's got this baby. <laughs> yep, that was also cool. Just like, well, I got this thing now. This little, <laughs> this little bundle of joy. I got this. I saved this baby from a psychopath, but now I have a baby to race. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm kind of a sucker for. The that in comics where you can just actually have that child character grow up like there are a bunch of stories there are a handful of stories that have sort of done that idea and I just like it because it's when it's within a particular like arc that that you can see that character grow up and actually like become a character by the end Mm -hmm. and have have an arc so I'm I'm a fan of that yeah but this one is Really just like, it's like, yeah, no, you know, you got some introspection, you've got some action, he saves that plane, and then it just gets like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, so like, a bit of normalcy, oh, oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. That one's just... Good stuff. Pretty, pretty wild. So, uh, next up, we've got... Detective Comics number 826, written by Paul Dini, who was one of the main writers on Batman the Animated Series. And fun fact, if you try, if you, so 
if you read all of the Joker's dialogue in this, you can and you try to put it in the Mark Hamill voice from Batman the Animated Series, it all works. Like this is this is like the the Mark Hamill version of the Joker through and through. Yeah, I was you, that's that's kind of what I was doing cuz it's yeah. Mark Hamill, so. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. I love like they fucking got me. I didn't even like first off, it's just called Detective Comics. Yes. And, like unless it's like straight up Batman and Robin in the like stereotypical costume, like I'm not going to fucking know. So I thought this was just like a weird non like non-affiliated thing. And then fucking Joker pulls up. He's like, "Sup?" <laughs> it was so that was great. I'm like, "Oh, fuck, they got me." <laughs> It was it was great. This one was brutal too. <laughs> a lot of people died or got injured. Yeah, man. Yeah. So this is the one that's just like a standalone story in the middle of a run, basically mm-hmm. of Paul Dini doing doing Batman stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's just a great Joker story. Like this is my this might be my favorite Joker story in terms of him as a solo character. It was He's really good. He's just just out of control and. You're like you just kind of don't know where it's going, <laughs> and you're just stuck with him. I think my favorite one of my one of my favorite things was like, I kind of I like the half believed him when he said he it was coincidence that he like showed up, uh-huh. <laughs> like he was there. I'm like, you know what? I'm down. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, basically, Robin jumps into it. Isn't like. A situation jumps into a car that drives by and turns out it's driven by the Joker. And then Robin's tied up in the car isn't with the Joker like, for a night, <laughs> an evening with the Joker. Isn't there like two people tied up in the back or something? They're, they're dead. They're, yeah, dead bodies. <laughs> two corpses okay. in the back. I can't yeah. like tell. See, that makes it They've even been gassed. Just... Well, I mean, that's because that's right. like difference between comics and like the cartoon. Whereas like the cartoon, yeah, they get yeah. gassed and they just have that smile. And... No, yeah. people get gassed and they have that smile and they're dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I mean, that makes it that makes like the whole idea of it being a coincidence even better because he's just driving around with two corpses in his vehicle. Yeah, man. That's just, <laughs> like, he's just having a good time. He's just yeah, having a good Christmas. <laughs> the, also, uh, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking happy holidays. <laughs> the like the banter was just so good. The dialogue was so good. Yes. Um, just like the stuff with like the, uh, I forget what the comedian or TV show or whatever they were talking about was. Not Three Stooges. I forget. Uh, Marx Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like arguing about it and then, <laughs> I don't know. It was good. And that, uh, that like running, just like driving down out of Santa Claus. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a good time. And also, like uh, this version of Robin is my favorite version of Robin. He's uh, Tim Drake. He's his introduction into comics was he just figured out that Dick Grayson had been Robin, and after the second Robin died, he just decided, look, there has to be a Robin. So for his first story was he tried to get Dick Grayson to be Robin again before eventually uh, he just became Robin by the end of that story. See, that seems that seems like a lot. Robin is one of those, like, 
I think more so than anything else about Batman, like as a mm. series or that universe or whatever, Robin confuses me by far the most. Mm. Like there was like that the, the smattering of things that I have like just seen bits of and again, not knowing like anything. Like there was a thing with like a circus and they were all wearing Robin outfits and then there was that time well, that he was there like, were there were the circus outfits and then when he becomes a superhero he just wears his circus outfit. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, that's the yeah. way that worked. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's a Robin outfit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And then like stuff like this where he's like he's not wearing the, the stupid costume necessarily. Mm. And then yeah, that there's been like multiple Robins or that like someone else picks up the torch or hasn't like Robin become Batman at some point and like takes over the main reins. I yep, don't know. Dick Grayson became Batman for a while. There's just always like Robin is <laughs> definitely the most confusing for me. Uh-huh. Just because there's it seems it seems like they tend to do a lot with that. And you know, I just never. totally and it's definitely because um, I think like honestly, the the most interesting part of Batman in the comics is like the world of Gotham and all the surrounding characters, like the way that the villains work and the way that the heroes and allies work. Like that's definitely a continuity thing that I think makes that those books the most interesting. Mm -hmm. So like my favorite Batman stories, a lot of times, if they're not like smaller, they're way more expansive or, on like weird side character stuff that's like building out the world. Yeah. Like it's not like one of the best Batman stories I think is No Man's Land in which like Gotham gets completely separated from the world and it's like lawlessness and then there're just a bunch of different factions controlling different parts of the cities. It's like it's like Escape from New York but Batman. And like, mm-hmm. and Batman shows up like partway through the story. He's been like out of, he's been kept out of town, and like the cops have like have their faction of the city, each of the supervillains, but like, and nobody's seen the Joker. And then like, the, like the climax of that story is the Joker shows up and is like has a plan, and he's he's moving in on doing a thing. Nice. And uh, and he's like he just. Because I I do th- the the Joker isn't really a, a character I think I think he works best when he's like a force of nature kind of like a Shakespearean villain just yeah. like he's just a thing you have to that exists that you have to deal with because if you if you go too hard into him as a character I just think it breaks like the the fiction and it becomes less interesting and less compelling yeah I don't think it's I don't think you should worry about him as a character and I don't think stories that do that work. Yeah. I think this is he's his is best. He's just he's oh, just here. Dude, he's he's, he's just, just fucking there being the Joker. <laughs> Sup. Great. Sup. That fucking page. <laughs> I was like I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> Which is like the benefit of doing something like this. Like if it's not called Batman, I'm not gonna know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like detective and that was the other thing too like the joker shows up i've like checked the title again detective comics why the fuck is this called detective comics though because that's the, the comic book <laughs> batman originally appeared in that's detective comics that's and that's what oh. the book he, he took over it's what dc comics technically stands for <laughs> technically this oh. is detective comics batman detective comics 
amazing. <laughs> like fucking Manos hands of fate. Hands. Hands of fate. Yeah. But yeah, yes. this is just a this is just a sharp Joker story and uh I really like all of Paul Dini's Paul Dini's Batman work in comics is all been pretty good. He's done some other comic work that's been not so good, but his Batman stuff. <laughs> nice. Batman stuff I'm a fan of. Yeah. Uh next we've got Edge of Spider-Verse issue 2. Yeah. Which is um, all about Spider-Woman. Gwen Stacy, or Spider Gwen, as she is known as. Um, yeah, this one was so. This was <laughs> initially I had questions because, like, they uh-huh. have the stuff with Peter Parker like dying. Yeah, the previously the in that they've yeah. just made up right there. That that's <laughs> it's like not you're not you didn't miss anything. This is just the yeah. way they've decided to give you the the. Break down in this world and act gotcha. like it's just been around the whole time. Yeah. Um, but I like obviously by the end of it, you kind of yeah. You're, you're through the through the the dialogue, you you get yeah. what happened enough, so mm-hmm. that was fine. Um, I thought this was kind of like I would say above average. Like I had more interest in it than I mm-hmm. assumed I would going in. And then the ending happened, and it was like, interest just shot up. Like, fucking Mm. Spider-Man being there, like, yeah, this'll do. I'm like, what? Excuse me? I want, I want to, I want to follow this now? Like, they got me. They got me again. Well, yeah, so this Edge of Spider-Verse was all one-shots about, like, new, different alternate universe versions of Spider-Man. For like the big, and it was part of a big event that was Spider Verse, which was like a story about assembling every version of Spider Man from every universe. Nice. And this, so this was one of the Spider Gwen was one of the breakout characters from that. And then, so like after that event ended, um, they basically gave her her own ongoing series, picking up from like where this comic ended just about her in the in this universe. But, okay. But yeah, the 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 so that's the British Spider-Man who's in that last panel. <laughs> and he's Oh, like, okay. That 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 would make sense then. Yeah, that's the British flag version. Yes, yeah. <laughs> British Spider-Man. Uh that's the version of that costume. And also I just thought this uh one of the reasons I just wanted to bring it is cuz Spider-Gwen's in that new uh Spider-Man movie. Spider-Verse? And, uh, yeah, Spider-Verse. <laughs> which is, again, idea came from that event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah. that's just a great character, and that is a good movie, so I just wanted to <laughs> yeah, no, it's, talk um, about this one. And I, I like her I like her design a lot. Like Her, her design her is pretty her fucking dope. Yeah, the hood is... It's really good. Um, No, I thought this was solid. I, I really enjoyed the art. I... I like the character. Like, I enjoyed how it was handled throughout the thing. I don't know. I've I've really been, like, craving more, like, strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Just after noticing in my, you know, however many years ago or whatever, just like, you know, 
I don't really take in much media that has this, and it's like that void that needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, she just a real, you know, she's a drummer as well, so that helped. Mm. <laughs> Especially like the the bit where she just starts drumming on the dude's face with her fists. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> Got to use your talent. Um. I guess I I think the aside from like the ending of like just you know other Spider-Man being there and making that quip um the thing that makes me want to follow up I guess is it's interesting that the cops are just after her like they don't think that they like they it seems like they straight up think that she killed Peter Parker right mhm yeah and that's just that's interesting to me I I kind of and that's sort of, uh, I guess... That's definitely that. a sp- story Spider-Man has done many times. I'll okay. <laughs> I was wondering if it was, like... I was wondering if it was, like, something that Spider-Man had done. I I wonder if I'm thinking more of, like, Batman, though. Like... They've done it with Batman, the, too, yes. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, both of those characters have done that story multiple times, yes. Yeah. It's, cl- it's a classic one. Just vigilante, sure. like... Sort of Well, thing. and even, like, the more... There are... Yeah, like, the generic the cops think this superhero is a criminal is pretty standard. But also, like, specific stories about the cops on a manhunt for that character are direct things that have been done, too. I also... But uh, one of the things I really like about Spider-Gwen as a character is because the, the death that she feels guilt for was a friend instead of, like, a family member, it makes her way more willing to just isolate herself from other people Mm -hmm. that kind of her thing is just like completely going being alone and and going off on her own and kind of giving up like parts of her life because Mm -hmm. she doesn't think they're they're worthwhile or she's too worried about it like that 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 informs that that they they did that directly I, i like i like how that worked out for this version no i like this is one that surprised me in how much i want like i can see myself doing doing spider gwen like reading that through Mm -hmm. um i think that one is also still ongoing okay i think they've just they've just kept doing spider gwen since since this spider-man is one of those things where i i like the concept i i enjoy Spider-Man, but in all of the experience that I have with it, I really don't enjoy Peter Parker or the whole origin of, like... And maybe just because I saw, like, too much of the variations of, like, bad Spider-Man movies or ones that mm-hmm. I just didn't like. Um, I just don't care about his story of, like, Uncle Ben's dead or whatever, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Whatever, man. And now we have a different origin story. And also, Peter Parker was kind of like, I don't know, first impression, kind of a jealous bitch. And wanted to become a giant lizard dude. And then killed himself. So, (laughs) there's that. Um, Yeah, that was like a great opening. (laughs) I I have questions immediately. Uh huh. About previously on, or about uh, lizard guy. (laughs) 
Yeah, previously on. It's <laughs> a good. I really like how they did that. It just yeah, Spider Man. Uh, Peter Parker was the lizard, and he's dead. Yeah, I was like, then just think about like fucking people who would have witnessed that. Did that dude just turn into a lizard guy, rip off his shirt, and then die. <laughs> like, it's pretty great as a as an opening. Yeah, it's funny in the in the Spider Verse movie, they only really hint at the thing where Peter Parker became the lizard. <laughs> like, you can totally watch people could watch that movie and just not know that Peter Parker had become the lizard. Like, you get that yeah. her version of Peter died, but uh, you don't understand like how. Yeah, like I think there's they don't go into it. I think it's there. I think there's like a shot of it, but um, it's oh, it's also easy to miss. I'd say. Hmm. Which I just think is funny. Yeah. I just Spider-Verse. Yeah. Spider-Core. And this was definitely a breakout character. Like, I, this was a comic I actually don't own because it sold out too fast for me to buy it. Nice. <laughs> and, they, and then they had to, like, they reprinted it, like, a bunch of times in print mm-hmm. runs just because it was very, this, this was a breakout issue for this character. Gotcha. For sure. Uh, and next we have Hawkeye, number one. I'm a good lie. I think this was my least favorite of the uh, selections. Mm. I, so I will say that I did... Cons- this was when I considered it including issue two, because issue two introduces the other Hawkeye, who's... Uh, she's just also called Hawkeye, but she was part of the Young Avengers... And she's like the other main character in this book. Okay, it's not just it's not just all about Clint, and she's yeah. one of my favorite comic book characters. But um, I ended up just going with with issue one. And a lot of a lot of what's good here is like layout and f- and stuff in the art. The way uh, it paces from moment to moment. That's like way yeah. more technical, whereas like. I don't know that it's the best showcase for what's also great about this book. I will say, in certain mm-hmm. places, I did. Th- yeah, I did fair. greatly think about uh, including issue two. Yeah, I guess my like, it's one of those things where maybe like as it sits over time, I'll have you know if I were to come back to it, like I'd have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like. I don't know. On one hand, he you know, he's talking about how he doesn't have superpowers, he's not a god, he doesn't have magic, he doesn't uh-huh. have like a fucking power suit. Like he's just a dude with a uh-huh. what is it? A, a weapon from the Paleolithic, Paleolithic era or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, bone arrow. Yeah. So that's like that's cool, but then like he buys a building for 12 million dollars. <laughs> so also, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not just uh your average Joe. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's fair. I don't know. There was definitely I mean, he that. He's like, an Avenger. Yeah. And you know, I guess it is interesting that like he's an Avenger, but also relatively speaking, living in squalor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad the dog was okay. 
Yes. I also think I also thought it was great that its name was Arrow initially. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's so subtle. Nice. <laughs> a, little, a little on the nose. Just a tiny bit. Uh yeah, no, Hawkeye's a series I like a lot, but a lot of it has to do with uh, the other Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So so I wouldn't this is one where don't, don't judge too I harshly. I wouldn't judge I would read issue two before uh Gotcha. That's before making a final call on that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh also nice nice thing. Uh the use of bro, very liberal. Dude, so as that series goes on, eventually there those characters are just only saying bro. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> That's actually just, really good. Bro, he just turns bro. that one off. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. That makes it a lot better, honestly. That they just uh-huh. yeah. No, the 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 bro gang is uh, a recurring thing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have a ton to say on that one, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next, we've got Joe the Barbarian issue one. This one was real interesting and like weird as hell but a lot of that comes from the art style i felt like Mm -hmm. which is great like good weird definitely good weird like the art style was super cool like very unique i (laughs) when i finished it i was like i really want to know more but i also I don't know why I felt the urge to do it with like this and not the other things, but I I wanted to like before I get ahead of myself and wanted to know more about this. I want to see like what it's gonna do, like where it's going, mm-hmm. and so I did like a like just kind of looked up like kind of where what it plans on doing. Uh-huh. I think it's super interesting for those for those wondering he uh, made character. Is, uh, what is it? Type one diabetes. Uh, I think so. Type one. He, no. he basically He's, he, the yeah. issues are is like a a duality. When he gets low on blood sugar, he starts hallucinating. So apparently, the comics are like, uh, and and we see this right at the end of the first issue, and then obviously I like read a little bit, yeah. but. We see him like hallucinating with all of his like action figures and toys and stuff, and like there's a like fully th- this world that is realized, and he's like in it. And yeah, then it's, on the other, so hand, it's a it's like an independent. It's a Vertigo book, which is DC's uh, sort of uh, indier imprint, where or mm-hmm. creator owned. So it's not a, like a DC comic story, but because it's a DC published thing. Like all his action figures are all like DC comic book properties. (laughs) When he, when he starts hallucinating this world Mm -hmm. and then a fun little art detail, basically. Yeah. And then the, like the other thing that's going on simultaneously is what he is actually doing in the real world is trying to like get a soda from downstairs. Yep. Is an is an epic quest in the standards of epic quests, but really he's just trying to get from his bedroom to the to basement yeah. to grab a coke. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's like great. Like that's such a cool idea for 
for his story. It's it's I guess not what I like wanted from it. Uh-huh. And it's like so I'm like, this is really cool, but I don't like feel the need to like continue with it necessarily. But I'm glad that it exists because that's like you know I gotta get a pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> sugar yeah. is low. Yeah. I think And so his uh his companion his companion for the journey becomes his uh his pet rat. <laughs> Who's then like walking around in like samurai gear in the in the fantasy. Oh, world. that's that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Just full in. Yeah. I think what I wanted more of was I mean initially cuz you get that scene of like him getting bullied at school. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted him to actually be the superhero sort of thing and I'd like kick people's asses. But yeah, no, that's not the know, story. Yeah, no, <laughs> and that's totally fine. Like again, I'm glad that it exists in the way yeah. that it does. Yeah, this one because the art's so good. Like, yeah, just, the art it, it was great. The art is uh, to look great. at. And this one is this one's written by Grant Morrison, who's written a ton of stuff, and uh, is I think one of the best comic book writers going for sure. And I also mean, wrote Klaus, which we will talk about oh. momentarily. Uh, that's also from him, but I lo- I definitely like the story because I I'm a sucker for like the the through the looking glass kind of thing of a character going to another world. Definitely is oh yeah is is definitely uh, a cool. thing that that hooks me pretty strongly in. Yeah, and that's kind of the other thing. Like at the very least, I guess maybe not him getting superpowers, but like sort of the. You know, what if you went to another world and then came back and using the skills he garnered there, then kicked their ass. Like, mm. him actually going there. But, no, that was a cool, like, especially that ending when it all just kind of, I don't know, you can almost get a get a vision of, like, that weird, like, down slide string, like, boom, and then shit just, like, twists and it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how, like, the art in his room contorts when that in the yeah. first transition. But and another thing the book does a great job of throughout its run is juxtaposing him in the fantasy world with him in the real world. Nice. Like the like there's a a page early on of him or there's some pages early on establishing the house as he enters it and goes up to his room. Yeah. And it's like establishing the the path he's going to have to to walk down travel later throughout the story is <laughs> just this this simple walk up a couple flights of stairs and then down some hallways yeah uh yeah it's and it 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 plays with the the real world aspect of it too in in some other ways mm-hmm. in the the juxtaposition for sure i also just like that panel of like him with it, and his mom is like, all right, say hi to your father for me. And the next page is him in a graveyard just saying, hey, dad, you suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the, the simplicity of that, I think, is pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, again, like the writing and stuff was all, it all came together nice. Like it was a good read. Yep. And that's a, that's an eight issue comic mm-hmm. from 2010. Next. Next, we have Journey into Mystery, number 622, though this is the start of this run. It's not yeah. like in the middle of something. And yeah. this one is written by Kieran Gillen, who's uh, was the writer on Darth Vader and Dr. Afra, 
Hell yeah. Who created Dr. Aphra. So and this was the first comic of his I ever ever read. This was I picked this up off a shelf because it's like journey <laughs> oh, to mystery. Is that a young Loki? That sounds like a dumb thing. Let's see what this is like. It was. I I'm I'm not sure if I want more from this one just because mm-hmm. like the whole time I wanted more, but then the end like kind of wrapped it up. In that, like enough that I'm kind of satisfied, but at the same time, like I want to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fucking dope. I had to go back at first because we have like the reincarnation of Loki after he apparently brings uh, destruction and death to Asgard and then sacrifices himself to save Asgard. Yes, which from was part said of the destruction the, and death. The last, like, big event comic like the big yeah. crossover mm-hmm. thing was loki was a big villain in that also he was like a woman for like a couple months for no reason nice um in lead up to that it didn't make any sense and they just <laughs> dropped it uh but yeah he was like one of the driving villains and then at the like in the last minute he sacrifices himself and like to save the day <laughs> And yeah. you're just like, what? What happened? <laughs> so then there's like this kid and it's Loki. So yeah, so there Thor were a couple like so I think there there was a couple issues of, of Thor finding this kid Loki. Is like yeah. the only the only lead into this of the, like this that's, reincarnation of Loki who's who's a, yeah, a kid. That's what it like established at the beginning or whatever. Like Thor had yeah. found teenage Loki and brought him back. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I didn't I so the thing with the it starts out with like the magpies flying. Mm-hmm. That was such a fucking good lead in. Like yeah. it was the each one like systematically like stopping their journey for whatever. It was so good. Like that was this perfect blend of like Norse mythology, which you know again fucking hilarious that I thought. Marvel Thor was even remotely similar <laughs> to uh, Norse mythology Thor, but that'll you know that's that's a thing. But no, that felt that lead-in felt so good. I was like, this is like the blend that I wanted, and yeah. Later, I had to like go back a couple pages because I thought Loki was like randomly exploding stuff. Like, I thought he was doing it, and then I looked again, and I'm like, oh, no, it's just exploding in front of him. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I also like that we get, like, that that lore kind of story of the ravens and direct cut to Loki on his cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, people, he's like, people fucking calling his fucking picture that he posted on, like, fake. Instagram is fake. <laughs> What filter is it? It's not a filter, bro. And just the uh, why do people always assume I'm lying? It's like because yeah, you're they Loki. call me they call me a Thor. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> it's just you know it's good. It's sometimes the simple things are the correct yeah. way to go. And then at the end, banger of an ending. By the way, like. He he goes through all this stuff like the ra- uh, raven explodes and there's a key inside and he opens the key and there's a thing inside this box and then he takes the thing of the box and gives it to this guy who writes a poem and if you listen to the poem it unlocks this thing like he goes through this whole <laughs> like 
great quest, honestly. I love that mm-hmm. shit. It was it yeah. was so good. Just like that sequence. It's a big fucking trading quest. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and he finds his way to like his temple altar thing. And it's like Loki, OG Loki's helmet. Like the big horns and shit. And Loki appears, or the spirit of Loki. And he kind well, of explains yeah. what's up. <laughs> He gets there by finding a library, reading a book, then like falling into the dot on the question mark. Right, right, right. It requires good punctuation, so Thor couldn't find his way here. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's how he winds up at the at the Loki helmet. And then that um, explanation was like a little confusing. There was a lot of, I mean. It was all like trickster language in it. Yes. Am I'm, I correct? I'm you who you cannot trust for sure. So. Yeah. And it's okay. So am I correct here that Loki basically, you know, he was becoming predictable in his unpredictable. Yeah. He's basically complain like complaining that Loki hasn't been an interesting enough character in Marvel comics is basically like the gist of that. Of yeah. Like my history as a character in these comics has just particularly recently just been of a supervillain, which is not what the God of, of what I should be. Mm-hmm. I should be more complicated. I should be more interesting. Yeah. So, you know, he sacrifices himself, yeah. like starts over blank slate. Yeah. Just does a chaotic thing. And then I guess I'm the, I understand what happened obviously. Cause he like tells kid Loki, more or less that like he'll be there to offer advice or knowledge or whatever he'll mm-hmm. be whatever he wants Kid Loki to wants him to be. Yes. And Kid Loki's like, I want to be Loki and something something, and then Loki turns into like a Raven familiar sort of thing. Yes. Which is dope. But also like I want to know the intentions of Kid Loki for doing that. Like, I want to know the whys. Which is the which is where it comes in like I've been satisfied, but also I do want more. <laughs> like I want to mm-hmm. go on because it's yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, I really and I really like Kid Loki as a a character. Just like <laughs> it's pretty cool. He's a cell phone. Yes, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah. This was a this was a comic that made me like okay I just need to read things Kieran Gillen writes, and I have not been I will say I have not been disappointed since I've started doing <laughs> since I've done that, dude. I mean okay he's he definitely has written some stuff that's less interesting, but um usually he what he does does with his superhero work is he has one book that's smaller that's m- better and more interesting and he would work on a bigger book where it's a little a little less interesting was kind mm-hmm. of his his formula for a long time. Like he was writing like just regular X-Men stuff around this time too, I think. At some point. Yeah. Which was nice. not as good. Still good, but not as good. But like his 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 young Loki tr- through line was a uh, as was pretty phenomenal. Mhm. I like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was solid. Yeah. Good, it's a good read. So, so next we've got Klaus, Dude. number one. So, or or is or is it's colloquial known as 
Santa year one. So I didn't like read it. I, as soon as I didn't know like what the fuck this was at all. Uh-huh. And then like, you know, as soon as it, it's revealed even a tiny bit, like in the beginning, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is that thing that Homer talked about that one time. <laughs> yes. So pretty origin story for Santa Claus. <laughs> um, a lot of these, you know, I wanted more or I, you know, maybe I wanted more. Wasn't sure. No, I need more like straight <laughs> up. Like this was fucking unreal. It was uh, so good. I, yeah. by far my favorite. Like it was fucking 10 out of 10. It was great. I loved every fucking second of it. Oh my God. It was so good, dude. <laughs> The art was there. The uh, like fireside trip out scene, like that was yeah. just dope. That um, that reminded me of like some of the shit we get in like Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, mm-hmm. like just those kind of weird visuals and like the writing was spot on. Everything was just dope as hell. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. loved it, dude. Klaus is great. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted the gritty origin story for <laughs> Santa Claus, but uh, Grant Morrison delivered, and I'm happy to accept it. It's just, it's super good. It's super good. Yeah. Like, I just love that he's like, you know, he has that he has that Santa Claus heart. He's like, what? There used to be good people here. Like, blah, blah, blah. But also, he's fucking jacked, and you know it'll kill a man if he has to. <laughs> he's got his like, pet wolf. With him yeah, all the time. Dude. It's so good. Just like cuts to the scene of him fucking hunting that elk or whatever with his wolf. <laughs> yeah. It was uh. it was fucking great. <laughs> like every literally everything about this. And just how like desolate and garbage the baron or whatever of the town is, and how the kid is like, I don't like my Yuletide gift. It's not good enough. <laughs> And then they try to fucking take the... That kid is playing with a rock. And they're like, that looks like a toy. Give it here. It goes to the Baron's kid. He's like, but it's a rock, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it looks like you're having fun with it, so it has to go. It was great. I, yeah. it almost it, It's almost a shame, because, like, I don't have much to say on it, because <laughs> that's about it. Like, mm-hmm. It's just that good. It's, it was, it's yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty spectacular, uh, and the so it's a I forget how many. It's it's just a sh- it was just a short uh, miniseries. I forget how many issues it was, like seven, I think. Mm-hmm. But then there've just been a bunch of one shots, and one of them is Klaus and the Crisis in Xmasville. Oh it's no, just, so good. That's, that's, yeah, he gets his own crisis. That's classic comics right there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) You did such a good job on that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, and it's what, part of what makes, uh, Grant Morrison great is like, he is all about these weird comic book stuff. And also that, that, that pure heart. (laughs) Yeah. It's like he, this character is Santa Claus. He's still the the pure, pure yeah. one. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, you can also yeah, use knives. <laughs> yeah, and we'll fucking shred an elk. Yeah. Uh, so that's next, it. that 
Go read yeah, it. That's, go, read, go read it. Klaus, Klaus is just phenomenal. Uh, next, we have She-Hulk, which really I included because this is my favorite Marvel work from uh, Charles Sewell, who wrote the other Darth Vader series we wrote. That's we the... He did Dark Lord of the Sith? Yes, Dark Lord of the Sith. That, yeah. That's really the reason I included this. Other than, I, I think it's pretty good, but it's not, you know... It's not necessarily yeah. one of my faves, but I, and I really like the art in this one a lot. Yeah, the the art was there... The writing was definitely there. Um, yeah, I thought it was it was just like super solid. Yes, that um, that is how I would describe it. Like it's yeah, like it's a very it's a very solid read, and like you know the art, as you said, it was weird for me. Just I'm so having no experience with it before. It's uh, so weird seeing uh, Tony Stark not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> in some way. <laughs> like it's like it's like seeing. Or trying nowadays to find like I don't know fan art or any drawings of Lord of the Rings that aren't uh, Alan. What's his name? Uh-huh. And it's like it's all just fucking Elijah Wood as Frodo. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, there. I mean, there are definitely <laughs> plenty of comic books in the wake of that movie that yeah. drew Iron Man like he was Robert Downey Jr. But, yeah. Uh, so it's it's, it's one of those things where like you know it you know it exists even today. There are people not using the movie or whatever but it was just yeah, like yeah. weird whatever it was cool it, w- it was good weird yeah but no this was this is pretty solid i like that um the fact that they gave her like more control over over the hulk form was cool I yeah no that's just, just kind of always been the thing with she hulk for whatever yeah, reason like she doesn't have a hulk she's just herself She's yeah, just they, awesome. Always. They like, they like opened with that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like that's interesting. And when they said like turned into a green bombshell, I was like, <laughs> oh, like, okay, like the Hulk. And then it starts and she's just already green. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool too. Like, I just kind of like that everybody, like nobody gave a shit in the comic. Everybody just, yeah. it was totally normal. Like, okay, it's green skin. Yeah. Whatever. She's green skin. She's a lawyer. She's super strong. She's just great. And yeah, it's all, it was also part of, um, like the develop with with in the Hulk stories that a lot of the reason the Hulk is the way it is is Bruce Banner is just a fucked up <laughs> person. Yeah. Uh, it has it has a lot to do with what was going on between his his ears and his brain. So mm. his cousin Jen Walters is you know. She's a well-adjusted person. She's just, she can handle it. She can just yeah. be a Hulk and be fine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a neat little. This is just this issue is just a neat little self-contained story. It's just like yeah, and it sort of kinda, gets at kind of all the aspects of her character. I do like what it did with uh, with Tony Stark. Just how that played out. Um, you know, like he's when you have that much shit going on, like the amount of stuff that you just have to like delegate to other people, like yeah. stuff gets lost in the cracks like that. Like there's yeah. so much, like I don't know. It was a nice little commentary, like with companies and shit. Like whoever's at the top probably doesn't have a whole lot to do with what is going yeah. on necessarily. And it's it's one of those things I love that comics can do in like single character, smaller single character books that they can just tell the stories about like much less important parts of the universe yeah that like 
the the story the kinds of stories you can tell are just different if you mm-hmm. go to a different scale and there's just a lot of there's just room for you to explore different aspects of characters and stuff also or, the character of legal was fucking great yeah that's pretty good <laughs> you're you're just, so you're just evil whatever whatever i'm not evil i'm not good i'm legal <laughs> like i'm just i'm just here to do my job yeah <laughs> it's really good oh i this one was it was a very enjoyable read yeah next we have the unbeatable squirrel girl from ryan north and erica henderson first off i love that they had her stuff her tail in her pants as an excuse to draw that booty. <laughs> that was that was top, that was pretty good. But this was like, I, I wrote that it was like cute and ridiculous, in like just the right amounts. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed basically everything that was going on. I like that. The, I, like she took care of the villain by being like, oh. I'd probably just distract him with, like, other shit. (laughs) Like, have you considered hunting something even more dangerous than what you're currently hunting? Huh. No, I hadn't. I'll give that a shot. Like, I don't know, just her her tone and, like, the art art style was also, like, super fitting. Like, if someone said squirrel girl, this is about what I'd expect. In mm-hmm. a very good way. Like it was just very it was just very fun, I guess. Yeah, it's Yeah, Squirrel Girl is just a ton of it's a ton of fun. It's just like, a very fun book. Hey, do you need do you need help with those boxes? Oh shit, normal people don't carry boxes this heavy. Yeah, I need tons of help. Just drop <laughs> all of them. Like, I also like so the, the labels on the boxes. Like she's got one box is cool clothes. One box is just labeled nuts, miscellaneous. <laughs> I didn't fucking notice that at all. That's great. Nuts, miscellaneous. <laughs> the uh, the squirrel dialogue was great. Like, just how they tackled it. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. No, Squirrel Girl is a character that had been, like, around, and they just hadn't... She was always kind of great when she showed up, but they didn't really know what to do with her until yeah. kind of this this book they until they just gave her her own series and then it was just great and it's it's yeah. still running oh it's it was it was cool and even just like whenever when all is like said and done and she's like i totally don't go here peace <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just and also like i really like ryan north as a writer and wrote that adventure time comic he's he's just very good mm-hmm yeah, no, this is one uh, like I don't I don't know if I want to like go out and necessarily find more, but if some like fell into my lap, I'd probably do it up. Mm-hmm. It was a fun fun read. Yeah, and I just like the <laughs> Again, and I like the uh, like the next the next on issue is like and then there's Galactus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the fucking <laughs> ending where it's like <laughs> What's the he's worst like that a, could happen? He's like a million miles away in space. We have time to prepare. <laughs> and then he's like fucking right on the earth. It's yeah, like yeah. Squirrel Girl has to. Fucking, it's, that's really yeah, good. Yeah. That's an issue too. Is 
Galactus is in it. Nice. That's, that's where the story goes. I just like Squirrel Girl. No, she's unbeatable. Squirrel Girl doesn't lose. <laughs> that's yeah, that's part of her character. She's uh, she's beaten Doctor Doom and Thanos before. She's just kind of the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, next we have the unbelievable Gwenpool. Uh, first question. Gwen, any relation to Spider-Gwen, or they're just, they like the name Gwen? People Um, just like the name Gwen. (laughs) I mean, it's just the word Gwen. I'm trying to, this character might have been a character that was, like, invented from a cover. And then, like, the, like, the, just the idea of Gwen Stacy, but Deadpool... It's just a yeah. drawing was probably where it started, and then they figured out the rest later. But no, in universe, it's just her name is Gwendolyn Poole. Yeah, <laughs> this is her full name. She has no relation to Deadpool or Gwen Stacy at all. Yeah, this was like this was a weird one because I really enjoyed it, but at the same time, I I don't really want any more of it. It's mm. like the the sort of like self narration with like mm-hmm. just the the you know that like deadpool form of narration basically yeah it's like it's good for one issue i don't think i could do much more of it like i had my fill <laughs> mm-hmm. i think fair. the story i think the like the story and stuff like i like that sort of at first i thought it was just going to be like okay like deadpool but chick uh i like that they had you know, she just, uh, did she fall into a comic book? She, like, just, she, she ended up in a comic book. Yeah. And she's then, just, like, she was just a person on. from the real world who read comic books, who's now found herself in the comic book universe. Yeah. So, so she's just, like, limited up. Yeah. And I like that. I, I think that was a cool concept. The ending, ton of payoff. That was fucking zero to a hundred so yeah. quickly. Uh-huh. Like, just laughing. And then dude just gets fucking fried in front of her. And uh-huh. like, okay, she works for this person now. That yep. was that was really good. Yeah. The and thing like, I will say about uh Gwenpool is it's it is basically one story for like twenty six issues. And <laughs> like that's what this run of this character is. And though she has this it showed up in a team book, which is surprisingly worked, but um like you wouldn't expect, th- I wouldn't. This character has had way more of a run than I would have expected, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Considering that it's mostly a weird joke, but it's yeah, uh, and that it that it's like goes much. F- it basically takes the the like thing that's only true of Deadpool occasionally of him knowing he's in a comic book that's like just we- asides occasionally. And kind yeah. of going all the way with it, with a character who just knows that they're in a like in a comic book world. Yeah, yeah. So they they just have different values. So she just has different values about people <laughs> and what how she should live her life and stuff, and what's yeah. actually scary. Just because you know, it's all a game until it she, isn't. She <laughs> forgot whatever. that she forgot that sometimes comics get dark. Sometimes comics get dark, dudes. 
Poor bastard. I also just like that he just wants to be a hero because things work out for the hero. It's like, yeah. that's it's not <laughs> entirely true. <laughs> like, even if they turn up okay, like, that doesn't mean the journey was fine. <laughs> Red Spider-Man comics. Like, things are going pretty bad for him. A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is a fun time. I will say with, like, this, like... Uh, I like this is the only one of these comics where the art is different for the first part than the second part, and I like the art in the second part of this a lot better for this story. I think it fits mm-hmm. with the the character and the tone of it better than the the art at the beginning. Yeah, I would say. I'd agree. Yeah, that's just a f- fun one, and that's. Mm-hmm. Again, a more a more that's from that came out in 2016. So that's just another more more recent comic. I think that's I think that's the most recent thing on uh we read. Okay. This week, and now we're finally at our last comic, Wolverine and the X Men number one, which is also written by Jason Aaron. This Ooh. one was oh yeah 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 no go ahead oh, okay. Go ahead. I I really liked the concept of it overall. It was mm-hmm. like it was a little chaotic, a little overwhelming, but like I mean, yeah. if you're starting a fucking school for mutants, like that makes yeah. sense. So I I definitely like the, the, the setup, the frame. Like, oh, we're gonna show this totally regular person or this like reviewer or whatever our mutant school and they're gonna uh-huh. be horrified. <laughs> um <laughs> I really, really, really fucking hated the dude at the end. Um, the kid, uh, it really, it really like I was fine with it as like a villain setup until he said he was twelve, and then I just uh-huh. got really pissed off. <laughs> He's like, "You can't touch me. I'm a minor, dude. I will cut your throat right here and not even fucking <laughs> blink. Get out of my sight." Like, I wanted Wolverine to just slash him, and I'm kind of uh-huh. upset that he didn't. Uh-huh. Prick. Mm, 12. Yeah. Just means your skin's more tender or something. I don't know. Yeah. Get so this was, here. this is part of the fallout from a bigger, bigger X-Men story that that character was part of the instigator for of mm-hmm. like a, a divide between, uh, Cyclops and Wolverine about how they should be proceeding in the world, basically where Cyclops wanted to, wanted the kids to be trained to prepare them for how fucked up the world is. And Wolverine was like, they're fucking kids. They should be in school. Let them be kids. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sort of like the, the divide there. And so this, this series is like return of fun X-Men comics, basically after there hadn't been a lot of those in a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it seemed like, it was it was like almost overwhelmingly like there was too much chaos, but at the same oh, time I'm yeah. like this makes sense. Like it was it was a it was good. Yeah, and I do and I fa- like X Men comics I think are one of the most impenetrable things generally. Like that was one of the last like sections of Marvel that I just couldn't get a foothold in for the longest time because it's such a continuity sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Um but I think this is actually 
when I, when I was thinking about it, I thought this was actually a pretty good place because it's like just reestablishing the school. Like you still have the like the the only problem here is like there are a shit ton of characters who are all in the background and you have no idea who any of them are. But yeah. but that's part of the thing with the X Men is just there are a lot of mutants. There's just a lot of characters. If you just can take them all as a mass and yeah. eventually like. And focus on the ones the story wants you to focus on in the moment. It's it's the other I know, thing. I know who some of them are. I recognized Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Well-known mutant, obviously. Yeah, but he's even walking around. <laughs> it's not even in a wheelchair. Yeah, it was it was a fun read. Uh, the other reason I did it is because it ends with a big monster trying yeah. to eat the school. Yeah, no, that like... <laughs> That's and like that's kind of the classic like, yeah, the school's gonna get attacked a lot probably. Uh huh. <laughs> There's yes. gonna be a lot of shit going on on this campus. Yes. Uh huh. It's just uh, it's it's part and parcel. It's why mm-hmm. Cyclops I don't think was fully wrong in his thing. <laughs> uh, and that the world of the Marvel universe is pretty fucking scary for mutants. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Uh, yeah, dude. But uh, this, yeah, I just this is just fun. This is just fun X Men comics. I'd say mm-hmm. is what this this series is. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and I obviously, I might know less about X Men than any other things because, at the very least, with Marvel, like the other, you know, the Marvel stuff, we got the, those movies coming out, mm-hmm. and even if I don't watch them. I see so much of them regardless. <laughs> like, I know. I just... X-Men, I was, like... I was young and also just not into them, so I never even actually saw the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess Deadpool counts, but he did not make an appearance here, <laughs> so... Yeah. Deadpool is kind of his own thing. But he, but it even seemed like, just from kind of what I know, it seemed... At least for, I guess Wolverine is, you know, that's going to be my main knowledge just yeah, because. Yeah, and Wolverine, um, I just, like, his arc in comics of, like, to, of, like, being the, the loner tough guy character, or really, and starting as a minor villain for the Hulk, most hilariously, yeah. uh, to being, like, just actually the, the character who should be leading the X-Men like mm. and like the way his character has changed over the years and even the way his character is like one of the things about Wolverine that I like that was a big part of Jason Aaron's run on him is the way he segments his life and like cuz one of the things is like Wolverine is on like every superhero team for marketing yeah. reasons mostly but also like <laughs> when you break that into like he's just incredibly busy yeah it's like this week he's on a secret hit assassination team this week he's on the this day he's on the avengers <laughs> like he's got a full plate yeah and uh but this was him kind of when he's like trying to assess the world and what he wanted out of the world uh, and yeah it's like well i'm not the really the best person to be the principal of this school but <laughs> no one else is gonna fucking do it yeah dude it's just, oh, it seemed, i got it. it has to get done fun yeah, this was a this was a very good like variety in selection of comics. Thank There's you, some I'm stuff glad. that I like. 
you know, got those things that I was already familiar with, and then we had the stuff that I, like, knew existed, but Mm -hmm. never had any experience with. I think it kind of, uh, it told me what I already knew deep down, but I hadn't really thought about, just, like, I really enjoy, I know enough of, like, the stereotypical, like, comic plot Mm-hmm. Like there is a big baddie, and now we gotta defeat the big baddie. And sometimes stuff goes wrong, but in the end, we generally defeat the big baddie. Like I want the other weird shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that I had read at least a little bit of that I've mentioned before was like it's like a post-apocalypse, and it's like the Hulk walking around. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, like, he's, he's, Bruce Banner keeps trying to kill himself, but, like, it doesn't work because it's the Hulk. And now he's in, a, like, survival mode, so he's the Hulk 24-7 and just, like, wanting to die. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, that sort of shit is, like, that's what I'm here for. And <laughs> there was a good amount of that this run. Like, I, I don't think, yeah, we didn't really have a normal, a normal issue of stuff, really. I guess the closest thing was, like, Squirrel Girl? Sort of? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I guess at the end of Wolverine as well, but Squirrel yeah. Girl was more, like, straight line with it, I guess. But no, it was mm. it was really enjoyable. Just getting introduced to all these worlds that I'd never, you know, gotten a chance to visit, basically. Yeah. And, like, just the big thing is, like, for me, is, like, God, they're... Comics are crazy. There is a fucking lot of them because they have to make a lot of them every fucking week. So yeah, and there are, no, there are some definitely some talented artists and writers working on them that get hired because you know that work pays pretty well for being in the comic book world. So uh, people are down. Yeah. So they get they get talented folks working on them, and they kind of let them and they let them run loose in a way that you'll just you're never gonna get with the movies. Mm-hmm. No, for, for sure. Pretty close. Actually. I need to see Spider Verse. It's up there on my list. I just yeah. I I did have the opportunity <laughs> to see it in Russia, in Russian, without subtitles. <laughs> I opted out of this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, you you, you told been, me that it was less it, understandable than Wonder Woman. Yes. So I, I would, Wonder I would Woman. Say so. Zero problems with. That uh-huh. was fucking hilarious. I mean, that's like, basically a romantic comedy. It's fine. Dude, like I like five or ten minutes in or something, Anya leans over to me and she's like, so her parents don't want her to practice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I fucking get it. Like, it's the most stereotypical story of all time. Uh, Did you understand the sad guy in that one part? And the piano scene. Oh, I don't even remember that scene at all. That was like the most insufferable part of that movie for me. <laughs> the, the like was sentimental all ins- piano part. It was all fairly insufferable. Mm. I did ask Anya if there was any reason given in the film that I didn't catch as to how she hid that sword in her dress. Apparently, sword slot. No. <laughs> if that's a, is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. No. Spider Verse is 
it's up there. I want to. It's it's weird because I want to see it real badly, but I don't want to go to theaters at this point if it's even still there. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this was good. We might have to do uh, some more rounds of this at some point. Yeah, man. Because it turns out there's a lot of, you know, stuff to choose from. <laughs> Could probably do a lot of rounds of this and never overlap. Yeah, there's a lot of good comics, and uh, the the it's when you don't know. Uh, I could see how it's just it's just impenetrable because, like, again, I've had definitely had even as a comic fan, there were there were parts of comics that I just like I don't fucking get this I don't I don't understand this but um usually the thing that took that took it breaking for me was just finding the right comic and pulling it off a shelf mm-hmm. and so like I just think the right approach to getting into comics is just picking up issues particularly the ones that are more accessible but sometimes any comic if you like the art particularly like that's a yeah. that's a another big part of it is just finding artists mm-hmm. you like and then finding writers you like and looking up stuff that they've also written is like another one of my go-tos like that was like one of the ways I started with this was picking out the writers who had written some of the, that Star Wars stuff that were yeah. writers that I knew had written other good stuff in Marvel or whatever and, uh, and focusing on them. Could you imagine like a Avengers comic that had the same art style as the mainline Star Wars comic where everyone's nightmare feel? <laughs> Their stupid faces. Ugh. Uh, there's one comics artist that's uh, Greg Land who's done a lot of stuff and even drawn comics I like. But he is definitely tracing porn. Oh, like that no. is confirmed. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, also, yeah, nice. Uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I kind of hate it every time he's doing a book I like because, like, I really like the writing here, but god damn it. <laughs> You could tell every time a female character is screaming in pain in one of his comics. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know what it really is. That's terrible. And here he is drawing (laughs) X-Men. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a podcast. Yeah. I think that that was a success. Hell, yeah, dude. I I mean I greatly enjoyed myself given that it's it's Monday. Yeah, recording <laughs> this early because you got it all done. Also, I liked you, you said we're, we're used to reading volumes of Star Wars, so yeah. you're just reading issues <laughs> at a time. You're like they're short. These are really <laughs> flying by, dude. <laughs> I was like all prepared too. I just hadn't thought of it. I'm like, damn, this is a lot. This is going to be like 2,000 pages or some bullshit, and then it's like 20 apiece. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I, I settled in for an evening, and I'm like ready for an hour now, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. Good time. So, 
You can email us, saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at saltcirclepod. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, Salt Circle Podcast, and our episodes are hosted at anchor.fm slash salt circle, and I'm on Twitter at comic panels. I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. That's Santa Claus, though, man. Ho, ho, ho. ho Wait, do they explain Do they explain the origin of that? Uh, I don't fully remember. It's been a little while since I read it. We'll find out. We'll find out.